morning, everybody. My name is Steve, and I'm part of the team here um, at Foundry Community Church, and it's great to be sharing today. So the question that we've just been asking online and in the room is, what was the last film that made you shed a tear? I've seen a few answers online, somebody saying Les Miserables, somebody saying Coco, A Week Away. Any, any, uh, anybody in the room want to shout out what they... Titanic. The Titanic, yeah. A few tears there from Inside Out coming up, I could, I could see in here. What was that, sorry? Joan of Arc, right. Anyone, anyway? Any? Marley and me. Oh, some sad films. I, uh, I can't remember the last film um, for me, but a film that um, gets me every time is Captain Phillips. Anybody seen Captain Phillips? And uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, it's well worth seeing. I'd say it's probably in my top three all time. There's a, a scene right at the end where this uh, guy called Captain Phillips, um, he is rescued. So I have spoiled the film for you there, but it's still worth watching. But just like Tom Hanks is acting in this moment, the, the sense of relief on his face, it brings a tear to my eyes. Um, definitely one that's worth watching. Probably more uh, tears of joy than sadness but it does get me every time. I think that that question that we've just asked about um, what was the last film that made you shed a tear, it probably caused a range of uh, emotions in the room. I think it's the kind of question that would have led to polarizing opinions. You see, some of you in the room will be really in touch with the emotion of sadness and um, expressing it. In fact, shedding a tear is probably an understatement for some of you, whereas you are quite uh, open to just bawling your eyes out. It perhaps only takes like seeing a clip of a, a puppy or something and you are just gone. Um, but for some of you, you didn't answer that question uh, with people around you because you maybe feel embarrassed about the thought of, of crying. Uh, maybe you, uh, there's a sense of pride and, uh, you know, the thought of kind of telling somebody that you have cried or that you do cry, you know, they, they might think less of you. So you, you, you weren't kind of too open, really, to answering that question, and that's okay. Um, for others, perhaps you've learned to suppress any expression of sadness because of some past experiences in your life. If any of that relates to you, then um, you're in the right place today. Watching online or here in the room, you are in the right place. Because we're in the middle of a series where we're talking about our feelings. The series is called How Are You Feeling? And uh, today, in case you hadn't guessed it, I mean, it's on the screen behind me and we've been talking about it anyway. We're going to talk about sadness. Um, and, and the thing that's really been coming up throughout this series is we want to talk about feelings and how to work through our feelings in a healthy way. And what we're learning together is that God wants to be deeply involved in every feeling that we have. And today's emotion, as we talk about it, sadness, is exactly the same. God wants to be deeply involved in every emotion that we have. Sadness is something that we all experience in our lives. Um, it's something that we express, though, in different ways, and often that's because of a range of kind of external factors. So here's some reasons why um, maybe we express sadness in different ways, or maybe we struggle 
to express sadness. Perhaps it's something that we didn't witness uh, growing up, maybe with our parents or those that were close to us. We didn't witness this emotion of sadness. And of course, just to like say sadness isn't just expressed through tears, through crying. It's expressed in different ways. Sometimes it could just be a heaviness that comes over you. Perhaps it's that you, not necessarily that you didn't witness it, but you weren't allowed to express it because you were told that it was a sign of weakness. It could be that you don't ever express sadness um, with others because you're fearful of this whole thing of being um, vulnerable and letting your guard down. I would say that is definitely how I grew up. This sense of not really wanting to express sadness because I felt it was embarrassing and I didn't want to let my guard down. Well, um, in 2008, I um, had just come to the end of a second gap year here at um, what was known as the Foundry Church at the time. And um, I was on this this second year of the gap year because I'd been asked to stay on as a team leader. And at the end of the gap year, we had a graduation service. Um, and uh, the role of the team leader was to give a short speech about the year. And so I stood up here in a room full like, like it um, is today, and I uh, had to give this speech. And I didn't know at this part in the service that um, my family had come to the service. I hadn't lived with my family for two years. Um, and suddenly, as I got up to give this speech, they caught my, the corner of my eye and like, I just couldn't control it. Suddenly, I just stood here on the stage and cried my eyes out. How embarrassing is that? Um, but it really got to me. And sometimes that's what sadness does. It overwhelms us in the moment. And as much as we don't want to let our guard down, we just can't help it. Maybe you've been around people in your life who in sad seasons have just told you to get on with it. Just to move on in life. You'll be okay. Or there's the Christian side to it, the the Christian classic, the people that I want to call the church victory mob, who will kind of say to you in perhaps seasons of sadness, like, chin up, cheer up, Jesus is alive. And it's like you're not allowed to be sad because Jesus is alive. We'll talk a bit about that um, in a moment. We'll come back to that one, don't worry. It could be, though, that maybe there's the kind of cultural stereotypes, the gender stereotypes that maybe get in the way of you feeling like you can express the emotion of sadness. Um, I guess there's the classic that men don't cry. Or then there's the other one, which is that as a female, like, try not to express too much sadness because people will think you're weak. Like, what a load of rubbish. And then, for some, maybe you've learned to suppress sadness because people around you, they they don't know how to cope with it. And so it's just this awkward thing, which means that you choose not to be sad around people. But the truth that I want to speak over us all today and into all of our lives today is that sadness is an emotion to embrace, not rush past. Sadness is an emotion to embrace and not rush past. You see, it is okay to sit in the sadness of life. It might feel daunting. It might feel like a vulnerable place to be. It's probably at times going to feel awkward. But we are doing ourselves and other people in our lives a huge disservice if we rush past sadness and don't embrace it as something to experience and to feel 
in our lives. And the Bible is full of um, great examples of this truth, that sadness is an emotion to embrace and not to rush past. Let me show you a few examples. There was a lady called Hannah in the Old Testament of the Bible. And we can read about Hannah in a book called 1 Samuel, particularly in 1 Samuel chapter 1 um, is what I'm going to tell you about now. Um, Hannah was described as looking like she was drunk in the temple of God by the priest at the time because of the way that she was so publicly expressing her sadness. She was someone who recognized that sadness is an emotion to embrace and not to rush past. She was expressing her sadness because of struggles that she had with infertility. But she was comfortable with being before God and expressing this emotion of sadness. And then there's a, a man called Jeremiah. And Jeremiah got himself a nickname. Jeremiah's nickname was the Weeping Prophet. Why? Because he was a prophet who was comfortable with expressing this emotion of sadness. And you can read about his lament. Lament is this term, this word that's used in the Bible to describe just this overwhelming expression of sadness. And Jeremiah, as he prophesied, over the nation of Israel, he was always um, so sad for what he saw ahead for the nation of Israel and for what he saw before him. And we can read about that in a book called Lamentations and in a book named after him called Jeremiah. And then there's a book of the Bible called Psalms. And Psalms is a collection of songs and poems. And it's very much people expressing their emotion about who God is and about how at times difficult life is and how sad life is. And so many Psalms are written from a place, an expression of sadness. So much so that there's one great line in Psalm 56 verse 8. And we'll look at this together where um, David's expressing this and he says, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. This is a great truth as we look at who God is and how we express our sadness with him. Like God is deeply, deeply interested in our seasons of sadness. He says he collects our tears in a bottle. That must be a pretty big bottle somewhere in heaven. And then let's look to Jesus, our greatest example of all time. And as we look to Jesus, we see numerous examples again of someone who embraced sadness. There's a, I don't know if you grew up in Sunday school. Um, Sunday school is like what we would call FDK today. At some point we decided to give it a name that perhaps was a bit more exciting than calling it school on a Sunday. But um, I grew up in Sunday school, and one of the things about Sunday school is that every week there'd be something called a memory verse. I have a terrible short-term memory, so I was rubbish at remembering the verse each week. Um, like if I go to the supermarkets and Rufus says to me, can you pick these things up? My limit is two. Once it gets past two things, I have to write it down or ask her to text me. Like That's how bad my memory is. But here is a verse that I wish had come up at some point in Sunday school as a memory verse. It's this, it's uh, John 11:35, and it says this, Jesus wept. I couldn't remember that one. 
Like, that is a good memory verse to have in Sunday school. I definitely would have won the prize that week. But the context behind this verse is it's at a time when news had come to Jesus that his dear friend Lazarus had died. And so Jesus makes his way to um, visit uh, Lazarus's family and to visit Lazarus's tomb. And Jesus, he comes and he, he meets with Mary and Martha, which is Lazarus's sisters. And uh, we're told that he felt, um, let me just find the words here. It says that, that Jesus was moved with indignation and that he was deeply troubled. And then before going to visit the tomb, we get this expression of Jesus's sadness. Jesus wept. Now, whether he wept because his friend had died or because of the pain that he saw in Mary and Martha or because of his frustration towards death or because of his frustration at the lack of faith that he saw at the fact that he was able to resurrect Lazarus back to, Lazarus back to life. Like we don't know. What we do know though is that Jesus embraced this emotion of sadness and he expressed it as we're told Jesus wept. In someone uh, sorry, in Jesus, we see someone who shares in our sorrows. Then uh, another example in the book of Luke, uh, in 19 verse 41, it says this. It says, but as he, that's Jesus, came uh, closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. We see here in Jesus that he was expressing his sadness over Jerusalem, over the people of Jerusalem, over the lack of peace that he saw in Jerusalem. Jesus here is expressing sadness, expressing sadness over the broken state of humanity that he sees. What a great example to us today as we look at the world that we live in for how to express our sadness. Jesus brought his sadness into prayer as he prayed over the people of Jerusalem. And then, um, just the, the last example, but again, there's many more. Um, in uh, Matthew 5, this is called the Sermon on the Mount, and is now referred to this part as the Beatitudes, and Jesus says this. He said, God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And so here we see Jesus' words of wisdom and comfort for those who express their sadness uh, in a time of grief. And the truth that through expressing sadness by grieving, that is the path to experiencing God's comfort. We see time and time again through Jesus and through others' example in the Bible that demonstrate to us the importance of expressing our sadness that sadness is an emotion to embrace and not to rush past. And so I just want to finish with three things here. Um, the three things are this, that I want us to look at sadness that has passed, sadness that was neglected, and sadness that will come. And so sadness that has passed. As we talk about sadness together today, it may well be that you are currently uh, very aware of a time in your life where you expressed this emotion of sadness. And I want to say to you today, don't look back on sadness in your life with embarrassment, like I was saying before about the time that I stood up here and bawled my eyes out. 
I think it's better that we reflect on times of sadness in our lives and we look at how expressing that emotion, how we see where that led us to. Because I think we'll find something. I think we'll find something. And there was a a season in mine and Ruth's life that was um, desperately sad and like really painful. And uh, it came to like a time, it came to uh, a head where we just needed to let this emotion out. And we felt quite confused though, because there was this conflict going on. And this conflict was the church victory mob, which I talked about before and um, I'm sure there's a kinder name to call them. But um, anyway, the conflict is that there was people in our lives who would say to us like, cheer up, you'll be okay. Jesus is alive. And, 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 and like caution here, let, let me say this really clearly. Jesus is alive. I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely believe that. But I also think it's really important that if you follow Jesus, you recognize that in order for Jesus to be alive... There was a lot of suffering and a lot of sadness that he had to go through in his life. And so I think there's times for us all in, in life where actually what we need is for people to say to us, like, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And, and hey, do you know that Jesus expressed sadness and it's okay to express sadness and it's actually a really healthy thing to do? And then... Eventually, I believe, we'll get to this place where we are hopefully in a healthier place in our lives. As I said, there was one, one, this, this one night for me and Ruth where we just sat down together and we just expressed our sadness. And it looked like tears and it looked like a real kind of deep pain within us. And we put a worship song on and we just listened to these words. And you know what happened? Our circumstance did not change. But our perspective shifted. As we believe in that moment, we experience God's comfort. And so expressing sadness is a really important thing to do in our lives. Don't rush past it. Because when we're honest with our emotion before God, it gives us space and time for God to comfort us. And in that example, as we expressed our sadness, we experienced God's comfort and healing came in our lives. The next thing is that, uh, to talk about sadness that was neglected. Because as I've talked today about sadness, maybe you're actually very aware in your life of a time and a season in your life where um, you didn't go through the emotion of sadness. You neglected that emotion. Maybe people around you told you to move on or just to keep on going. It will be okay. Like whatever the reason might be, like maybe you're very aware right now of a missed opportunity to express sadness in your life. And I say missed opportunity because I believe that when we realize that expressing our sadness with God is the route to comfort hope, and oftentimes joy, then we see it as an opportunity rather than as a negative thing to rush past. Um, there was a time in my life that I look back on when I realized that I didn't express this emotion of sadness. When I was um, 15, I got the news that my best friend at the time had uh, suddenly um, dropped dead of a, a heart problem. 
Um, and like at the age of 15, I was just overwhelmed with these emotions that I didn't know how to deal with and how to cope with. And so I didn't deal with them and I didn't express them. And, and what I did instead was I suppressed this sadness in me. And so for the next few years of my life, I was just a miserable person, not a nice person to be around because I wasn't embracing this emotion of sadness and expressing it before God. Um, eventually, God showed me, though, the route to joy. And just like you learn from watching that film before, you might be thinking, why on earth did I show you another clip from Inside Out? The Inside Out Man Strikes Again. But like, if you've not seen it before, it's a brilliant film. I really, really recommend it because it's a film all about a character who is part cat, dolphin, and elephant. And he cries tears of sweets. Like, that's a film worth watching, right? Some of you do not look convinced at all. But the reason for showing you that clip is because we've got this character, Bing Bong. Again, another reason to watch it because of Bing Bong. But he's really sad. And there's two characters around him. One is joy and one is sadness. And joy is like, hey, come on, Bing Bong. You're going to be okay. Let's go. Let's have fun. And that does nothing for Bing Bong. But what does work is when sadness comes up to him and goes through the emotion of sadness with him. And what we learn from the film is that oftentimes the route to joy is to go through sadness first. And that's what we see when we look to Jesus. We see someone who experienced and expressed this emotion of sadness. And we're told that blessed are those who mourn. Why? Because they will be comforted. And I learned that in my life, that actually I needed to go through that emotion. And so at the age of 18, I began to get some help and go through this emotion of sadness. And eventually I found a place of comfort and a place of joy. Maybe like me, you're looking back on your life and thinking of a time when you lost someone. And you're very aware that actually you didn't go through that emotion and that season in your life. Um, it could be perhaps that just like Hannah, you've experienced something like infertility, a real painful time in your life. And maybe people around you told you, just keep on going, you'll be okay. But actually, it's an emotion to embrace and experience. It, I think, um, actually, as I was like praying for this message this morning, I really felt God just wanted to say this to people. Like, as we look back on the last couple of years for us as a community, for um, our nation, for humanity like the pandemic, it has been a really sad time. And I wonder whether actually society around us at times, because of this pursuit of going back to normal, has meant that some of us haven't embraced the sadness of the pandemic. And actually what we've done is we've just pressed on and we've not embraced the loss that maybe has been experienced, the loss of people in our lives. Perhaps it's the loss of a job or a career or financial loss that you've experienced, whether that's in the pandemic or at any stage in your life. And what's happened because of all those factors that I mentioned before, whatever it might be, you've not actually just sat in that emotion of sadness before God and expressed really how you are feeling. But here's what I want to say. Sadness that was neglected as we look at that with God, it's never too late. With God, it's never too late to bring our emotions before him, to express how we're feeling. 
and to receive healing and comfort from our God who is deeply, deeply aware of our emotions. It might be something that today you're thinking, actually, I need to work through that with someone. It could be that you need to work through that with a close friend, maybe in a safe place like your connect group. Maybe it needs to be with a trained counselor. It's a really, really good and important thing to do. But what I would say is this, like, don't neglect it any longer. Express that emotion before God, because there will be comfort at the end for you, as I believe you will find with him. And then sadness that will come, because it is a reality in life that difficult times will be ahead of us all in some way. And for the sad times that are yet to come, let's remember the example of Jesus and others in the Bible and hopefully some of the examples I've shared from my own life today. That sadness is an emotion to embrace, not to rush past. There's something called a prophecy, and a prophecy was a prediction about Jesus. And it's in the Old Testament of the Bible in a book called Isaiah, and it says this. It says, he was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows, acquainted with um, deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. This prophecy is about Jesus. And what it's saying is that a name for Jesus that we can give him is man of sorrows. What does that mean? It means that in our seasons of sadness, we have an incredible example of someone who knows what it is to go through sorrow and pain and grief and sadness. And the truth is, he is so near to us if we just turn to him.